I hope you know that there are four Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I hope you know that. Good grief, that's really basic. I hope you also know that we read almost, well, a lot of each Gospel every year. So one year it's Matthew, then it's Mark, then it's Luke, then Matthew, Mark, and Luke again. What about John? John we read during Easter and a lot of, on a lot of feast days and throughout the church year on weekdays as well. But this is the year of Mark's Gospel. We believe that Mark's Gospel is the first one to be written. You can tell, I think Mark's favorite word seems to be immediately. It says, immediately Jesus went over here. Immediately he did this. There's this breathless narrative in Mark's Gospel. He believed that Jesus was coming back even before he finished the Gospel, so he just kept going and going. Luke and Matthew then steal a lot of Mark's material, if you will, most of his Gospel but they kind of take their time in explaining it a little bit more. And then John's Gospel is really highly theological. It was the last to be written. But when we read Mark's Gospel, as we're doing this year, because it's the shortest Gospel, we have to kind of stretch it out a little bit, you know, throughout the year. So we add one chapter of John's Gospel. By the way, stretching it out, that's not really a theological term. I don't know what you call it, but anyway. But we have five Sundays um, in the church year, when, we, when we're li listening to Mark's gospel, when we hear from the sixth chapter of the gospel of John, a very important chapter for us. Okay, they're all important, of course. It's all the word of God. But the sixth chapter of the gospel of John is really important because in that chapter, Jesus teaches us definitively about the bread of life, about the Eucharist, that which we, that which we are celebrating right now in this Mass. Jesus says, I am the bread come down from heaven, and if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have life, eternal life. So that's what we hear in the Gospel of John in the sixth chapter. Today's Gospel, today's part of that chapter, opens with a curious word that's used very deliberately twice. Did you catch it? It's, uh, the word is murmuring. It was, John specifically put that in his Gospel. It was no accident, because it may not mean a lot to us, but to the people of Jesus' day, when they heard that word to murmur, it reminded them of our ancestors in the desert with Moses, who murmured against Moses and against God constantly. Remember, Moses led our ancestors out of Egypt, where they were slaves, across the desert for 40 years into the Promised Land. And, and many times they seemed to be faithful. They probably marched out of there. They were so happy. We love God. Everything's perfect. But then, soon after, they started murmuring. Ah, there's no food out here to eat. We, we're really hungry. We're starving. Why did you bring us out here to die? And then God gave them manna, this mysterious substance we heard about last week, and then quails that flew over the camp and died. And that's what they ate for a while. Ah, they said, we're hungry. They murmured, or we're thirsty. They murmured against God. And God gave them water that gushed forth from the, the rock, and so on. And they, they said to Moses one time, I thought it was really amazing, Oh, we were better off in Egypt. At least, I know we were slaves back then, but at least we had food. And each time, God would get angry, but he would give them what they needed, and he would help his people. God was very patient, and the people turned back to God. Well, now we see that we have not just Moses, but Jesus, the perfect Moses in front of the people. And he's giving them not just some teaching from God, but he's giving them the word of God. And he's giving them not just manna, which is this mysterious food which kept them alive for another day. He's giving them the bread of life, which leads us all to eternal life. And what are our ancestors doing? 
murmur, 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 murmur. They're murmuring against Jesus because what he's saying is preposterous. He's saying two things that, that just are unbelievable. Number one, I have come down from heaven, he said. And they said, you, you, we know you're, you're Joseph's son and Mary's son. We know where you came from. You didn't just float down from heaven any more than we did. And then Jesus said, and the bread that I will give you is my flesh for the life of the world. And they probably thought, ooh, his flesh. What is this man talking about? Murmur, 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 murmur. And Jesus says, stop murmuring. He says, stop trying to figure everything out. It is my Father who brings you to the faith. The Holy Spirit will bring about this truth in you. You see, they, they like we today, I think, have the, had this desire to figure everything out to try to make sense of what Jesus was saying. And he said, it doesn't make sense. I'm giving you a miracle, a mystery, and, and God will help you to understand it. So let God bring you to faith and deepen your faith, and you will have life within you. Well, 2,000 years later, we human beings still seem to like to murmur, murmur, murmur. We murmur, we grumble, we doubt, we have a lot of questions. You know, we murmur against uh, uh, leaders in the government or the church. You know, we murmur in our own families and, and even in our own homes and everything. And, and all of that is, is addressed by St. Paul in the second reading who said, get rid of all of that as much as you can. Get rid of all anger and, and uh, lust and revenge and all of that and put on the armor of God. Let, let God's peace reign in your heart. But what about murmuring in the church? I think just like our ancestors, when we're faced with something like the Eucharist, we have a lot of questions and maybe even doubts. I always hear about this. This happens every couple of years. Someone does a survey of Catholics, and it's not from a non-Catholic group. It's usually a Catholic group that asks Catholics, what do you think the Eucharist is? Is it a symbol, a sign, or is it really Jesus' body and blood? and about 60 or 70 percent of the respondents say it's just a symbol. That's what we believe. Now either they don't know or they're just choosing not to believe. But we have to remember that Jesus didn't say pretend this is my body and blood. He said unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no life within you. But we come up to communion and we receive communion on our palm, palm of our hand or on our tongue and we say, ah, but it tastes and feels like bread and wine. Could it really be Jesus? And Jesus would say to us, stop murmuring. Stop worrying about it. It is what I said it is. It is my body, blood, soul, and divinity. For if we really believe that it's God given to us in our hands or in our, on our tongue, then we have communion with Jesus. We truly are made one with him and he with us. And communion with Jesus means communion with God, the Father, in the Holy Spirit, and that is salvation. If it's a symbol, we don't have that closeness, that community, that communion. So what we believe is it actually is the body, blood, soul, and divinity. If we have any doubts, any questions, we should do what our ancestors did in the time of Moses and the time of Jesus. Repent, ask God, I'm sorry I had these thoughts, I'm sorry I'm doubting you, please help me to believe, please Give me that bread, give me that drink, so that I may have forgiveness for my sins and live forever. Now let us continue then to celebrate the liturgy of the Eucharist, in which we will receive nothing less than the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. 
it's going to be a miracle right here on the altar, and we're going to be part of it, and we get to receive his very presence again so that we may take his presence out into the world. Let's not be like Thomas and others who doubted and questioned and murmured, but instead let us hear the words of Jesus to Thomas who said, do not persist in your unbelief, but believe. It's not too good to be true. It is true. I am with you. I am the bread of life, and the bread of life is this, my flesh and blood given for the salvation of the world.